baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The show shines a spotlight on local businesses and services in our region. And if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear featured on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Gene Nolan with End of Life Doula. And there are a few people, I'm sure, who have heard of that word, but don't know exactly what it entails. So End of Life Doula, first of all, the, the, the group, the organization, is responsible for doing what? An end-of-life doula is a non-medical holistic approach to helping you plan how you would like to spend the rest of your days on this physical earth. And in terms of what a doula traditionally does, what, what would be the role? The doula is for um, primary goal is to work with the client to get them prepared um, for their last days of their life. However, that doesn't mean we come in at the last week. Um, after you're diagnosed with a terminal diagnosis and or there are illnesses that don't have a terminal diagnosis but they progress and physically and mentally you know you're getting sicker or weaker, that is the time when you would want um, a doula to come in because we can start working with you. We dig deep into your soul at the beginning, um, do a life review with you, and then we move on to other areas. It's important to understand that this is for all ages, and you don't have to take every aspect of the doula work. You can pick the parts of it that you want to do. Could you maybe give us a little bit of the background, the history of how this role as a doula came to be? So um, I trained with, it's called um, International End of Life Doula Association, but my background is I have over 20 years of hospice experience, and later in my career I managed uh, high-risk patients in doctor's offices and um, thought, why can't I put the two of these together? And a nurse practitioner I work with introduced me to uh, end-of-life doula, and that's how I got into this. Um, So it's kind of I put all my expertise together, and that's uh, a doula is basically um, for the client. We do, of course, work with the families, but our focus is on that client. And Jean, the, the whole idea of a, a doula has like a historical background, right? This isn't something that just all of a sudden popped up as some kind of a new age mysticism kind of thing. There is, actually is a big, deep background for this. Yes. Um, doulas originally started as just being birth doulas for the mothers and the babies. Um, and in 2007, um, the end-of-life doula started to really come to be. Um, because it's we can be in the home longer. We work with the palliative care programs, the hospice programs, uh, the physicians, but we're not just in and out of the house. We're there to dig deeper uh, with you and to be with you. And you had mentioned that this is something that originally started out as uh, someone who would attend the birth. Yes. Uh, is this because back long ago it was uh, something where sometimes the women had complications in childbirth or just as an extra person there to kind of ease uh, their 
their pain while they're going through the process. Um, it started as the, the birth doulas so that they could try to keep the mothers home and do more of a holistic, uh, non-medical approach. A lot of the, you know, that time they did the... Uh, uh, the birthing pools and things like that. So our approach is kind of the same way. We try to, of course, you know, you do need medications, but we do things for uh, breakthrough, what we call breakthrough pain. We try to use some guided imagery. Um, people like essential oils. There's all kinds of things we can do to in-between help so that you can be comfortable. How do you help each individual patient uh, diagnose the level of pain to figure out what kind of processes that you just described would be more effective for them, uh, knowing going in that each person is uh, different in their tolerance to pain and how they manage. Um, so that for that part of it, um, you know, everybody doesn't like guided imagery, but we say let's try it. And if that's not something you like, then we don't do it. Because as you said, everybody's pain is at a different level. And that's the medical part of it that we don't touch. That's for their medical staff to to deal with. So if I go into a home and there's someone in a lot of pain who's had their medications and I'm not able to get them to a better place, then it's time to call in the medical professions. We do not medically address anything. And just if you would address the whole notion of guided imagery for those who aren't familiar. I mean, my, I, in my mind, I'm thinking you're, you're having them focus on a particular thing like, I don't know, calm meadow sort of thing, or am I far afield? Everybody's um, guided spot is different. Yours could be a field. Mine could be a beach. Somebody else could be their bedroom. Um, and we just want to get you in that spot and then you know, just get you very peaceful and just walk you through a very peaceful um, place that you're in. Speaking with Jean Nolan from End of Life Doula, this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And in the commercials that are airing on our station, you say the End of Life Doula says we are not afraid to die, we are afraid uh, of the process. That's correct. Um, I guess I would just like to say that it, it is a process. It's a very beautiful process when you can get yourself in a very good place. Um, we're not afraid of when we die but it's how we're going to die. We've all been born different, and we all need to die differently. So every death is going to be different, and that's our biggest thing is we want you to plan where you want to be, how, who you want with you, what is the smells going to be like, what's the sound going to be like. Um, do you want to be touched? A lot of people don't want to be touched. You know, it's just so many different aspects that we just have to dig into. And then we write your plan. We write your plan. We post your plan in the doorways. Some people have it, you know, on a table and ask all their who's coming to visit them to read it. And you have to understand, you may not like the plan, but this is the person who's dying. This is what they want. So all plans are going to be different. And I cannot write your plan. If you're not unable to, Maybe you have a dementia or you're unable to speak. We ask your family members to plan what they think you would have liked. Um, so it all comes from your family or yourself. As far as we're, long as we're talking about uh, end-of-life considerations, you had mentioned earlier that this is not something you just do necessarily short-term. Hey, I'm going to die. Can you help me out? It's going to be next week. Uh, the the long term approach. How do people actually come to you? I mean, is it is it really literally only people who have cancer and know that the diagnosis is terminal, or is it more than that? Oh, it's not only cancer. There's so many other diseases out there that, um, you know, like I said, they may not have that terminal diagnosis, but your body starts to slow down. You know that things are changing. Um, so, it's just people who want to be uh, deeper 
deeper into their soul, do their uh, legacy work, their life review uh, legacy work, if they'd like to leave a legacy for their family, and that can be so many things. Um, you know, you can write a, a journal, you can do a recipe book, um, but it's just things that you have to, what your life was, and I don't know what your legacy is until we do your life review. Um, and I'm just going to share, I just had a young mother, um, two young children, just wanted to do something that her children would remember her because they're pretty little. So she took a lot of her favorite shirts and made them pillowcases out of them so that they'll always have a piece of their mother when they go to bed at night. Well, that is very a very cool idea, I think. Yeah. And uh, again, for each one, that experience, that relatable thing is going to be necessarily different because not everybody's the same. Right, and not everybody wants to do a legacy project. So again, it's not something you have to do. Um, our biggest role we really want you to do is plan your vigil. Um, that is like our biggest thing as a doula. And then if you do need, uh, the family feels that they do need some what we call vigil sitting, we will come to your house and sit with you in those dying hours. Maybe just an hour you think you may need. Maybe you'd like us there a few more hours. It's all up to you as an individual family. Um, and then we do talk about body care arrangements and on how you want your body to be prepared after you have passed. So it's all very important things that take time to plan, and that's why we like to get in early and, and do it. And I know this is always a, a difficult subject for many to talk about, the, the end-of-life process. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, a lot of this, uh, the experiences that you took from your time in hospice before uh, forming end-of-life doula ha had a lot to do with the extreme amount of compassion you must have because it is a very difficult situation. I've gone through uh, this with my father so I've, and, and a couple of grandparents, so I've seen how other individuals in your role have handled it. It is not the easiest job. It's very rewarding. Um, I do get my heart gets with every one of my clients um, because I just, it's just such a passion of mine. So it really is a reward and it's a gift for me to be able to give this gift to you. And then, uh, again, you just had touched a little bit and gave one example of a, of a legacy project. So just to kind of enfold this in, this is part of the service that you provide. Absolutely. And I would like to share um, just one other little story I had. I ran into a woman the other day who said to me, where were you five years ago? And I questioned her a little bit more. So her husband was dying of cancer. And she kept asking him, what do you want, what do you want me to do with your body? And he would never talk to her about being buried or being cremated, what to do. So she cremated him. And so for five years, she's been wondering, did I do the right thing? So these are discussions that need to be had. And if you and your spouse can't do it, I can step in and help facilitate it. Because obviously, there was something deeper in that man that he didn't want to discuss that. Right. Now, is this a... Uh, again, I don't want to say like this is put the idea in anybody's head. This is a brand new concept, but are you seeing more people now receptive to the idea? It's very new in the Buffalo area, the Western New York area. So hopefully, um, our concept will grow quicker. Um, but in other uh, countries and other states, it's very, very prevalent. People use an end of life doula a lot. Uh, best way to get a hold of you, I understand, would be a phone number at this point, right? 392-7989. Again, 392-7989. What else about the experience you want to get out there to people who, who again, are just uh, finding out end-of-life doula exists? I think you just need to be open that I am going to dig deep into your soul. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. 
I want your body to be in that comfort zone so when those final days come, we've got everything covered. Everything's out. It may be a conversation you need to have with a family member. It may be a letter you need to write. It may be some unresolved issue that you're going to lay in that bed or in your chair and you're just going to not be at peace. So that is what we're out there to do is to help you be at peace. And again, that uh, phone number 392 7989. Is there an actual facility where you practice from or is this from home? It's from, I practice from my home. And uh, as far as the area you, you cover, is it all of Western New York, just Erie County? How does it work? Um, I will cover all of Western New York. Oh, very good. Jean, very glad to have had the experience of chatting with you and I'm glad to get the word out for you too. Thank you very much for having me. Jean Nolan, End of Life Doula. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 